Third time's a charm. Hi, my name is Jennifer. This is... Jesse. This is Paranormal Chat. Um, this is a podcast for all things paranormal. Uh, we're talking ghosts, UFOs, cryptozoology, folklore, crazy dreams, premonitions, anything like that. Anything spooky, scary, unnatural, and sometimes absurd. Yeah, we're about it. Um, sometimes we might delve into uh, some true crime, because that's also a thing I'm into. But uh, for the most part, we just want to hear weird stories. Um, we are on social media. You could find us on Facebook and Instagram at paranormal.chat. If you want to submit a story to be read on the podcast, it's let's chat paranormal.com. Wait, no, let's chat paranormal at gmail.com. Yeah, because we only have, what, two submissions right now, right? We have our first two submissions. Yeah, which I would love if, like, you out there listening and, like, your mom knew, like, Richard Ramirez or something <laughs> weird like that happened. That would be cool, too, if you're talking about true crime. Like, if you, you know, maybe lived next door to something that happened that yeah. got major... You know, or just have spooky like pictures yeah. that well, you. Yeah, we're wanna... talking about like uh, true crime wave. I mean, if you have spooky stuff, of course, for send sure, it. send it. Yeah, but we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, wherever you listen to us, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, or wherever else, just make sure you subscribe, like, and share us. Uh, it helps put the word out and helps get more stories in, which we're all here for, basically. Yeah. So let's get started with our first story. It is an anonymous submission. It's a bit long, so let's just get into it. I'm about to share some scary stuff that I experienced as a little girl. Mind you, I've never in my life told anyone about this. Just to give you some background, my dad passed away when I was only two years old, and my mom was left to raise 15 children on her own. As expected, my mom was not only devastated, but she was completely overwhelmed just by the plain fact that she was responsible for so many little human beings. Some of them were already teenagers. My mom never worked, except out in the fields, so she was forced to work in order to bring some sort of income into the household just to be able to survive and feed her children. As time passed by, she started to go out with friends and meet new people. I mean, why not? She was only 40 years old. So, she started going out when she met this man. This man was in a conjunto band. For those of us who don't know, a conjunto band is a term associated with a band who plays norteño and tejano music, and it's usually composed of four main instruments. Well, this man named Albert was the man who played the bajo sexto. This is a 12-string guitar that is pretty difficult to play, but Albert mastered the guitar and it came naturally to him. I remember even as a little girl thinking that he was really good. I remember sometimes watching him play and being completely mesmerized by how easy he made it look. Apparently my mom became very infatuated with him and they began to date. Again, because I was only four years old, I don't remember all the details, but I have heard my siblings talking about it. My mom started dating him and would go watch him play wherever he was playing. Things became serious as time went by and Albert moved in. From the very beginning, things weren't very stable. 
There were a lot, a lot of accusations and apparently not a lot of trust to say the least. With him being around a cantina type of environment every weekend brought up a lot of jealousy and accusations. Whether they were true or not, I can't say because I was small. Needless to say, they struggled in their relationship. So this is where the scary stuff begins. I remember my mom and Albert arguing a lot, and many times with these arguments came separations. Sometimes it was for a week, sometimes it was for a couple of weeks. And my mom's despair from the fact that Albert wasn't home anymore, she started turning to a friend of hers named Martha. Martha believed in brujería and was considered a bruja. For those not familiar with the term brujería, brujería in English means witchcraft. As a little girl, I remember going to Martha's house with my mom after work. At some point during the day, my mom must have spoken to Martha because Martha would request that my mom pick up some items that she would need to do the job. Now, when I say the job, I mean whatever it was that my mom was requesting Martha to do. I never actually saw the things that my mom would take to Martha because she always had these items in a brown paper bag. But I do remember her always, always, always taking Martha two packs of Pall Malls. Martha lived in this really small house that was practically falling apart. I remember we'd walk in the front door and you'd immediately find Martha sitting at a very small table smoking her Pall Malls. Martha was a chain smoker, so she'd finish one cigarette and immediately light up another. I remember noticing her ashtray sitting on the table and always being full of cigarette butts. She was always surrounded by many things, almost as if she were a hoarder. As soon as we'd step in, my mom would say hello to her, and Martha would go into another room and close the door, while I stayed behind, sitting on the one spot where Martha was sitting. To this day, I don't know why, but her house was always dark. Windows and blinds closed and heavy curtains covered the windows. Many, many times I sat there afraid to move because I had no idea what would be hiding in a dark corner or behind the couch. I heard every creak in that house and I heard noises that to this day I can't explain. Sometimes I'd sit there for 30 minutes. Sometimes I'd sit there for a couple of hours. My mom would finally walk out of the room they were in and we'd immediately have to leave. No questions asked, no talking, just let's go. That happened every single time. What was Martha doing, or what had she done that we needed to leave in such a rush? This went on for years, and as I got a little older, I was starting to realize what was happening. My mom was going to Martha so that she can bring Albert back. Apparently, Martha was doing some sort of brujería to Albert so that he can miss my mom and want to come back home. I can't explain it, but somehow the next day, he was back home. Was it Martha's work? I don't know. All I knew was that he was back home. Another story that I have has to deal with Martha again. My mom again had requested that Martha bring Albert back home. This time it was at night. I remember it was dark and my mom was unusually quiet as we drove to Martha's house. We got off as usual, but this time Martha was waiting at the door for us. I had never seen her outside of the house, so it seemed a little weird and scary to me. 
She had a brown paper bag with items in it that she had placed in between her legs in the front seat. I remember that it was a very long ride. I could hear Martha and my mom speaking in the front seat, but I couldn't actually make out what they were saying, almost as if they didn't want me to hear. We drove and drove and ended up in this long dirt road that was completely pitch dark and with fields of corn on both sides. My mom drove to the very end of the dirt road and turned the car around and put it in park. Both my mom and Martha got off the car and went behind the car about 10 feet behind it. I, re I remember getting up on my knees and looking out the back window of the car wondering what they were doing. I just watched as Martha lit the brown paper bag on fire. After that, what happened next I will never forget. After the bag was lit on fire, both my mom and Martha walked, almost running back to the car and taking off by peeling out. I remember Martha saying, dale, 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 meaning go, go, go. My mom was driving around 60 miles per hour on this dark dirt road. I remember Martha kept looking back and I didn't realize what she was looking at. But then I turned around and looked out the back window and could not believe what I saw. The bag that they had lit on fire was following us. Let that sink in. The bag of fire was following us. But how? My mom was driving so fast, how could it be so close to us? I can swear that my mom drove about 30 minutes straight on this long dark. I was scared. I remember Martha referring to the ball of fire as El Diablo. Was it El Diablo? It sure as hell looked like it. Finally, my mom reached a main road and got on it. After that, the ball of fire disappeared. I remember it as if it happened just yesterday. I remember all the details, and I remember that horrified feeling I felt inside. A few weeks later at home, a little background on our house. Our house was an old house. It was built by my real dad with the little money they had. It wasn't beautiful, it wasn't fancy, but it was our house. It was on a Saturday night, and my mom and I were the only ones that were at home. Again, it was one of those times that Albert had left and had been gone for days. I remember it was almost midnight, and I was on the living room couch watching TV. My mom was in her bedroom and was only a room away, the kitchen, from me. All of a sudden, someone started jiggling the knob on the back door. So much so that both my mom and I heard it from the rooms that we were in. I remember we both got up and we met in the kitchen. The jiggling on the doorknob stopped after about one minute of this happening, and then suddenly someone started banging on the back door. The banging was so loud that it obviously scared the crap out of both of us. I remember her getting in front of me, and I hid behind her, but also peeking around her waist. She started yelling, ¿Qué quieres? Vete de aquí. She said that over and over and over. That was scaring me even more because she was shouting it from the top of her lungs and she had that scared, almost crying voice behind it. Vete de aquí. Vete de aquí. I was little, but I remember thinking to myself, does the ball of fire have anything to do with this? Did this ball of fire follow us and find us? This banging on the back door continued for what seemed like forever, but in reality went on for about three minutes. 
It finally stopped, but my mom and I were still scared out of our minds. I remember my mom turned off all the lights and grabbed my hand and took me into her closet. Since this was an old house, we didn't have doors on the closet. We had curtains. We both stood there in the complete darkness for about 30 minutes. Everything was completely quiet and still, but then we'd see the silhouette of the curtains move a little. All I can remember is closing my eyes so tight, then opening them, trying to see something, but I couldn't. It was just too dark. Whatever it was scared my mom. While standing in the closet, my mom was standing in front of me as if shielding me from whatever might be in our house. I could feel her body shaking and I could hear her speaking under her breath. She was praying, reciting the Our Father over and over and over. All I could do was just stand there, scared. Mind you, I was only about seven years old at this point. Finally, after standing in the closet, my mom started venturing out as I followed closely behind her. I think back to what she did next, and I never would have had the nerve to do this. She looked around the house, and no one was there. She then proceeded to the back door where the pounding was coming from. She then slowly opened it to see if she could see anything. Our back porch was a little porch that was practically falling apart and our back porch didn't have a porch light. So she opened the door, and the light from the kitchen was all we had to light the way. As she was slowly walking outside the porch, I noticed that the back door had crazy scratches on it that weren't there before. Scratches that looked as if they were made with claws. I showed my mom, and my mom stood there in disbelief, just staring at the scratches. I have no idea what was going through her mind, but to this day, I have a feeling that she also thought it had something to do with the ball of fire that we were speeding away from. Okay, so. Yeah, pretty the, intense. Yeah, that was our first user's submission. It's going to be really hard to top that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm pretty sure there, there's something out there, but it's a really intense story yeah and since this person did request to be anonymous um i did email them a couple more times just to get a little bit more details um this house uh is no longer standing but the property where it stands at uh the current house there uh the occupants have said that there has been some activity before and so maybe it wasn't just that ball of fire that she saw, or maybe it's just whatever happened just stayed there. I don't know, but that's a pretty crazy story. Um, and I'm really thankful for that submission. Um, again, you could send in your submissions to letschatparanormal at gmail.com. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and so the second story is from Melody, and I'm going to... You can do that one, baby. Oh, okay. Looks like I'm reading this story. This is our second user submission. This is from a high school friend. Thank you so much for submitting this. I really appreciate it. And, all right, let's get this going. Okay. Hey, I think I'd be too chicken to talk and tell my stories myself. I have plenty of them, but this is what came up to me at the moment. 
Okay, I grew up in a really old house that had been in my family since forever. I've seen old pictures when they had kids' parties or barbecues, and it was tiny. By the time I lived in it, it was renovated so much it had plenty of rooms, but nothing fancy. So when I was little, I would say five or six, I would always see this little boy in my house at night. I knew he wasn't real because he didn't look, well, alive. I was never scared of him, but I also didn't want to see him. I could only see some of his silhouette and clothes. At the end of our hallway, my room was my room, and I could never sleep with the door open because the little boy would stick his head in my door and look inside my room. My mom had this really nice wooden table in our front room that we were never allowed to eat at or use. I don't even know why we even had it. But one day I tried to follow the little boy up the hallway after he peeked his head in, but he hid behind the chair and then I never saw him again. My second story. When my boyfriend and I moved into a house a couple years back in a subdivision near Southton, I've always gotten this really eerie feeling from the house, but the way the light switches were set up, we could always turn one off and on throughout the house all the way up to the stairs, all the way up to the upstairs bedroom and close the door as if something were chasing us. So we were never really in the dark or scared of anything that may be in the house until things started to get weird. So I would always tell him it smelled like cigarettes in the house, not in a way where someone was smoking in an open area, but just a really strong stale whiff of it here and there, but he would never smell it. It would come really strong and then be gone. After smelling it for months, he finally said, I smelled the cigarette you were talking about and kind of freaked out because it was there and then gone the next minute. Do you know the feeling you get when you think someone is behind you? Well, it happened all the time in that house, especially when I was by myself, but nothing was ever there. We had an alarm system that went off if someone ever opened a window or door or broke the window or door when it was set. We used to set it and usually watched TV before bed upstairs. So it went off one night while we were watching a movie. Horror movie fanatics, of course. So while the alarm was going off, it was insanely stupid loud. We get up to check, but nothing. By we, I mean my boyfriend and my dog. I peek from the top of the stairs while they check downstairs and he resets the alarm. I hear him set the code and then I hear a loud woman's scream. So I take off to the restroom and lock myself in thinking, oh my God, oh my God, what the fuck was that? And where's my dog? And I hear my dog and boyfriend running up the stairs and he's calling for me over and over, thinking I was the one who was screaming. My dog finds me and scratches the door to let him in. I heard the scream come from downstairs and my boyfriend heard it from the upstairs. We were both freaked out because we both, because we know, ah, because we know we both heard it. Then a couple days later, before leaving for work, I noticed something in the corner of the mirror. The master bedroom had a large countertop with a huge mirror. I used to always write, stop, write stuff in the foggy mirrors after taking a shower. So I figured it was something my boyfriend drew to be funny. But when I got on the counter to look at it, it was an extra long skinny handprint that was kind of dirty. 
dirty enough to leave a print without the fog. I compared my hand to it and immediately got the chills. The hand was not my boyfriend's handprint either. I took a picture of it, and I think I have the picture somewhere in my online photos. It's creepy as fuck. There was something about the presence in that house. I always got huge migraines where I would sleep all day just because they hurt so bad. When I would sleep, I would always have the weirdest dreams. Like where I could see myself above my body sleeping, yet couldn't wake myself up. Or dreams where I would be yelling at my boyfriend while he was asleep, but I couldn't move and sound wouldn't come out of my mouth. Sometimes I would wake up with my pillow and eyes wet from crying in my sleep, but never knew why. Which is weird for me because when I dream, I can strangely remember all of the details of it. I think we lived there for maybe a year or so, but moved out as soon as we got the chance. I'll try to find the picture of the handprint for you. Sorry, they are really long. I'll send more if I can remember any. Okay, if you find that photo, holy crap, you better send that in. Like, that would be amazing just to see. Um, What you're describing at the end of your story sounds like sleep paralysis. Yeah. Yeah, and... I've experienced sleep paralysis before, and it was horrible, like, and, and not even just, like, once, like, it's just something I've experienced my whole life, and I just know it, it's not fun at all. Yeah. Um, but as far as the woman's scream in the house, I don't even know, like, how I would react. Like, I would probably do the same thing, but, like, I would run to the restroom and hide but or like grab the baby and hide <laughs> i'll end up in the crib with him. <laughs> but um yeah that's those are some really good intense stories thank yeah. you so much for sending those in yeah, taking the time to write that out and send it to us yeah definitely um if you have more stories i definitely want to hear them um so that's all we have for now Um, Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for listening. This is just going to be like an experimental video to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, Again, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Yeah, pretty much all social media, right? Yep. We are on Facebook and Instagram. We don't have a Twitter or whatever else there is because... We're old and really don't understand yeah. how it works. <laughs> that um, and, uh, again, like I always say in the cast, uh, if you saw something and, you know, in your head it's engraved, but you just don't have the ability to uh, draw it or somehow recreate it on paper, send us a detailed description of what it is you saw and uh, we'll start doing these things or we'll draw them out and uh, feature them on the videos or We'll put them up, you know, yeah. on our Facebook or Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and let us know if we nailed it for you. Yeah, that would be really cool. Like, because uh, I definitely have always had uh, weird dreams. And I've always wanted to know, like, what my interpretation would look like to somebody else. Yeah. Like, if this is just scary to me or... But, yeah, um, anywho's, uh, if you want to send in a story, let's chat paranormal at gmail.com. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to subscribe, share us, and rate us. Give us a good rating. Don't give us a bad rating. <laughs> and um, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good night.